my dad worked in in Brazil um, I, uh, um, in the semiconductor industry um, for a couple of years on and off for a couple of years. So, and he brought me back uh, a T-shirt from Brazil, and it was actually spelled the way Brazil's supposed to be spelled: B R A S I L. Yeah, as opposed to how Americans yeah. spell it: B R A Z. Yeah. You know, I L. And wow. but, oh, I yeah. see how you do. You're, you're, you're trying to identify with minorities. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just uh, identifying. Yeah. I'm just identifying with other countries, uh, man. I'm like, I'm like this guy. I go anywhere. Yeah, I it's like Mr. Mu- multicultural. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like Marty in um uh, Indiana Jones. You remember Marty? No. You don't remember that Last Crusade? Indiana Jones. I think it's Last Crusade. Oh yeah. Marty. He's like um the most incompetent traveler oh, in the world. Oh, the guy and, in the white suit. And Indiana Jones is gets caught and Marty's supposed to he's supposed to meet Marty somewhere. I think it's Marty, the guy in the white suit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and they're supposed okay. to meet up and they're like, he's like, where's Marty? And Indiana Jones responds, you'll never catch him. He knows every language from here to you know whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the next scene he's in Marty's in this um foreign country being like, does anybody speak English? <laughs> That's me. That's me. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, we yeah, go. Yeah. This is Garrison Hardy with your cross politic daily news brief for Tuesday. And that was some of our backstage content. Oh Gabe and Indiana Jones. Ladies and gentlemen now is the time to sign up for a club membership so you can hear more of that awesome content and that's over at fightlaughfeast.com this year cross politic will be dropping exclusive content into our club portal that you won't be able to find anywhere else some of this content will include a bible study series with pastor toby a special with new st andrews president ben merkel our backstage content like that and probably stuff that gabe hasn't told myself or Knox or toby about so again head on over to fightlaughfeast.com to get signed up today that's fightlaughfeast.com now to the news the biden administration considering plan for annual covid boosters Nice. The Food and Drug Administration, or the FDA, is considering changing its COVID-19 vaccine strategy in an effort to keep up with an ever-changing virus and eliminate the old, fully vaccinated model, whereby one receives two shots of the original vaccine, followed by a regular booster shot. The goal is to eliminate the original vaccines and adopt an approach similar to the flu vaccine, where annually updated shots are administered that match the strain that is predicted to be the most prevalent, according to a federal official who spoke to NPR under the condition that they remain anonymous. Unlike the original approach where a person must receive two initial shots of the original vaccine followed by periodic booster shots, the changes being considered would mean that a person simply receives the latest version of the vaccine in the fall that is tailored to whatever variant of the virus is predicted to be dominant over the winter, much like the formulation and administration of the flu vaccine. The response from immunologists and vaccine researchers who spoke to NPR has been mixed, with some arguing that because of such low demand for and widespread skepticism of the updated boosters, the public appetite for continued vaccinations makes the new approach not worthwhile. For instance, Dr. Gregory Poland, a vaccine researcher at the Mayo Clinic, said, quote, the public is voting with their arms, if you will, and said, no, I'm not going to get this. This doesn't make sense to us, end quote. There's also a question as to whether the updated bivalent boosters offer any advanced protection compared to the original shots. John Moore, an immunologist at Wheel Cornell Medical College, said, quote, we have no solid data about the performance of the bivalent, there we go, boosters, 
the hard evidence is lacking and the evidence that is out there is at the very least inconclusive and to me it trends towards saying the bivalent boosters were little if no better end quote or hey how about dr paul offit of the university of pennsylvania one of the fda's advisors who also questions whether everyone will need boosters or just though at high risk of severe infection hey kind of like we've been saying here at cross politic from the get-go we shouldn't really be chasing these variants which are effervescent and often gone by the time you've created the vaccine end quote dr eric rubin a harvard professor and another member of the fda's advisory committee says the administration needs to require more proof that the updated vaccines are actually reducing the risk of getting infected getting sick hospitalized and dying the fda's potential plan acknowledges that the world might finally be settling into a more predictable coexistence with the virus in much the same way we live with the flu and cold viruses the vaccines and related biological products advisory committee will meet on thursday to discuss the future of the covid19 vaccine and to vote on any potential changes moving on kamala harris omits americans right to life from declaration of independence during abortion speech on sunday kamala harris gave a speech in tallahassee florida over abortion where she quoted the declaration of independence but left out the part of the document that said americans have a right to life america is a promise it is a promise of freedom and liberty not for some but for all A promise we made in the Declaration of Independence that we are each endowed with the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Be clear, these rights were not bestowed upon us. They belong to us as Americans. And it is that freedom and liberty that enabled generations of Americans to chart their own course and decide their own future. Don't worry, I won't make you listen to that whole speech. Goodness gracious, how about some inflection? For those keeping score at home, the Declaration of Independence reads, quote, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, end quote. Harris did not mention the right to life as written in the Declaration throughout her 18-minute long speech. Could you imagine if I made you guys listen to that 18-minute long speech? According to the Daily Mail, Harris arrived in Florida on Thursday and announced that the Biden administration planned to further extend ways to provide abortion pills to those who seek them. She also criticized Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for his pro-life views. Her speech comes on the 50-year anniversary of the now-repealed Roe v. Wade Supreme Court decision. On June 24th, in a 6-3 three decisions stemming from the case of Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization, the Supreme Court ruled that the Constitution does not confer a right to abortion. Roe and Casey are overruled, and the authority to regulate abortion is returned to the people and their elected representatives. Moving on, 
I would like to say that this is my favorite topic, sports, but the Los Angeles Rams ticked me off with this one. They tell fans to donate to Democrat anti-gun group following a mass shooting. A tragic and reprehensible mass shooting on Saturday night in the Los Angeles County city of Monterey Park has prompted expressions of concern and condolences from across California and the nation. Among those offering condolences is the Los Angeles Rams football team. The organization took to social media to offer solidarity with the Monterey Park community and all those celebrating the Chinese Lunar New Year, which is the celebration that was happening when the violence unfolded. That sentiment should have should have been and is enough, even with gun violence bit thrown in for good measure. But in California, there is no such thing as too far. The Rams decided to push it a step further and promote the anti-Second Amendment group Every Town for Gun Safety, as if guns are Los Angeles's problem, not unchecked criminal behavior and soft-on-crime policies. Every Town for Gun Safety is an anti-Second Amendment activist group folk founded by billionaire Michael Bloomberg, who was also the mayor of one of the most violent cities in America. America. It is also a Democrat political organization having pledged over $60 million to Democrat candidates in the 2020 election season. They continue to work to influence elections and elected officials toward their anti-Second Amendment agenda. That is all well and good, and they are not secretive about their mission, nor should they be. Certainly, there are plenty of people within the Los Angeles Rams organization who align with every town's values, and many fans as well. To be sure, there are also plenty of employees and fans who value their Second Amendment rights and find activist groups like Bloomberg's quite objectionable. Paired with the fact that the city of Los Angeles has some of the strictest gun laws in the nation and simultaneously some of the highest gun crime rates in the nation, it only seems like common sense that a football team might want to hold off on politicizing a tragic event and then using it to fundraise for a politically partisan group. There are a myriad of charities the Rams organization could have encouraged Americans to donate towards, ones that don't actively campaign for one political party or another. In this case, it is very political. It is the very political party whose policies and defund the police platforms have led to this rash of crime plaguing innocent Americans. Los Angeles Rams join many other professional sports teams who seem to be actively trying to repulse their most loyal fans. And from one liberal hellscape to another, Seattle. Seattle's running out of dead body storage due to fentanyl ODs. Seattle's fentanyl overdose crisis is so bad that the King County Medical Examiner is running low on storage for dead bodies. The stunning admission was made by Seattle King County Public Health Director Dr. Faisal Khan during a recent Board of Health meeting. Quote, the examiner's office is now struggling with the issue of storing bodies because the fentanyl-related death toll continues to climb. Obviously, they have finite space in the coolers they use, and that space is now being exceeded on a regular basis. That was according to uh, Dr. Khan. King County has already experienced over one fentanyl, fatal fentanyl overdose death a day for a month. And that was uh, January with 31 deaths as of January 22nd, 2023. Last year, King County recorded 1,019 fatal overdoses with fentanyl, responsible for the majority of deaths at 686. It's the highest number of overdose deaths in the, co- the country has ever recorded. Drug overdoses are straining the medical examiner's resources, forcing the county to adapt to the rise in deaths. Not only are these deaths on top of every other death handled by the county, but the area's population has also been growing. Moving on to one of the crises that is seemingly spiraling out of control despite best efforts across the region. And um, I speak not only for myself 
or for King County necessarily, but also for public health colleagues across most metro areas in the country. Opioid overdose and prevention will be a major focus of our work in 2023. It has been for the last 10 years, believe it or not. When the final review of fatal overdoses is completed in the upcoming weeks, I fear that 2022 will set another heartbreaking record for fatal overdoses in King County. It will more than double the number of lives lost compared to just three years ago in 2019. The biggest driver of these fatal overdoses involves fentanyl in white powder and in fake pills, which are flooding the streets. You're all privy to the same news headlines that we are. All metro areas in the United States are experiencing the same thing. The rise in fentanyl nationally and locally over the past few years has led to a much more dangerous drug supply. People do not realize that they're taking fentanyl because it can be made to look like cocaine, heroin, or prescription pills. Fentanyl has increased the risk of overdose and death, even from taking one pill or using a small amount of powder. It is now involved in 70% of King County overdose deaths as of December 2022. Just as a reminder about what fentanyl is, it's a powerful opioid, perhaps the most powerful of them all, that suppresses the brain signals that help tell the body to breathe. When somebody's experiencing an overdose from fentanyl, their breathing becomes so suppressed that the body doesn't receive enough oxygen to stay alive, usually resulting in deaths within minutes unless naloxone is administered immediately. Some of public health's activities include approaches to increasing access to care, reducing harm for people who use drugs, and providing compassionate care to people with substance use disorder. Amongst other actions, we help coordinate access to medication for opioid use disorder. We run a street medicine outreach and mobile medical van. We're expanding access to naloxone across King County. Naloxone, by the way, um, we have benefited from federal funding, of course, as well as the use of pu public health funding locally to purchase naloxone. However, just to give you an idea, it is now $50, oh, sorry, $52 per dose of naloxone if we were to purchase that using our own funds. So it is not an, an inexpensive um, intervention in that sense. A key indication of just how bad things are at the end of 2022 and likely to get worse in 2023, the medical examiner's office is now struggling with the issue of storing bodies because the fentanyl-related um, death toll continues to climb. Obviously, they have finite space in the coolers they use, and that space is now being exceeded on a regular basis. That is the story across the country, across all major metro areas, across all medical examiner's offices. A tough situation in King County, to be sure. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I turn your attention to one of our sponsors, Gravity Jack. Just a few days for the Christians in Web3 Summit 2023. This is definitely going to be a historic gathering with KGEB-TV 
Patmos, Kingdom Warriors, Public Square, Christian Vision, Heaven's Entrepreneurs, and 30-plus more organizations represented at the event. CrossPolitik is one of them, by the way. The event is hosted by Forum 12 in partnership with Oral Roberts University, and they're bringing together top leaders in Web3, AR, VR, Metaverses, Ministry Tech, and Business Space to further the kingdom and unite as many Christians together to build solutions and not live in fear with what's happening in the world. With experiences like networking, musical performances, roundtable discussions, panels, pitch night, and workshops, you won't want to miss this opportunity to connect with other Christians in Web3 and learn about the latest technologies being used to share the gospel and empower believers. The event will take place both in person at Oral Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and online through Gather town and streaming experiences visit forum12.com slash web3 summit for more information that's forum12.com slash web3 dash summit don't forget that dash in there that is web3 dash summit Folks, that's going to do it for this cross-politic daily news brief. If you like the show, go ahead and hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up for a club membership or a magazine subscription, head on over to fightlaughfeast.com to sign up today. And by the way, that'll get you a discount at our conference at the Ark Encounter this year, October 11th through the 14th. Stay tuned for that. And as always, if you want to send me a news story, if you want to ask about our conference this year, or if you want to become a corporate partner with CrossPolitik, email me at Garrison at fightlapfeast.com. I get your emails. I don't have time for all of them, but I will try to respond. Folks, this is Garrison Hardy. And for Cross Politic News, have a good rest of your day. I'll chat with you tomorrow. Lord bless. <laughs>